Hi, welcome to Romance Happy Hour. I'm Dylan Crush. And I'm Don Ludicky. We're bringing you your favorite romance authors. You'll get to hear them read from their books and answer your questions. Now let's get on with the show. Hi, we're live. Don here with Romance Happy Hour. Dylan is traveling right now. Um, we are have an MIA author. I have we're hoping she shows up. Um, but in the meantime, I am here with Mary E. Thompson. Uh, Mary, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, everyone. I am um, a romance author, obviously. I write contemporary romance and romantic suspense. I write small town uh, military romance, uh, but all my romance focuses on curvy girls. So plus size girls, big and beautiful, whatever you want to call them. uh, That's what I write. So um, I have a romantic suspense coming out next month. And then I have a contemporary romance coming out in September. So I alternate between the two. So that's yay! Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Um, so, and you're doing a giveaway with us, correct? Yes. What do you give away? The giveaway is, um, an advanced copy of my release for next month. So it's called future. It's book eight in my romantic suspense series. Okay. Awesome. Sorry. I'm trying to get the questions up here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Dylan says she might pop in in a few minutes. Um, all right, but we're good. We're good. Uh, okay. So usually this is the point where, uh, Dylan and I also talk about what we're working on. So I will just let you, the readers know, um, I just got done editing maybe 20 minutes ago, Alex Jade book, and it's like due to my editor. So I'm just a hot mess today, but luckily Mary's here to like even me out. And, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. So how did you start writing? I started writing. Um, I actually was fired from my job as a chemical engineer and I knew I did not want to continue in engineering. And um, I kind of sat back and thought about what I enjoyed and I always enjoyed reading. So um, friends said, well, maybe you should write a book. And I was like, no way, that's crazy. But, and I figured, well, I have nothing better to do. I was home, I was unemployed. And so I wrote a book and I loved it. And I just kept writing more and more. So yeah, I have oh, 60 out right now. So the one next month will be my 61st release. Wow, that's a lot. I'm only, <laughs> I mean, you write fast. I write very fast, yes. Yep. That's crazy. I've been writing since 2010 and I've only got like, I think 20 out and mm-hmm. I, or in the 20s. That's crazy. You do write fast. I so <laughs> how many uh, words uh, per day. Can you write then? We've, we, we've had some people that are pretty high up there. So I'm curious if you could beat there. Well, I, the, I think the highest day I've ever had was like 14 or 15,000, but I can't sustain that. So now I write, I, I, my goal is one chapter a day, which is about 3000 words. So that's like a good pace for me. It works for me. I'm not like, 
you know, writing too far ahead of where my mind is going with the story. So yeah, um, yeah it works. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I usually do about three to five depending mm -hmm. on, um, well, and I also have Scrivener. I love Scrivener because then I can put my like when I want to end it on and it tells me how many. So I kind mm -hmm. of fluctuate too. Uh, but yeah, when my kids are in school, I'm always like, I got to get all the books out now <laughs> before summertime. <laughs> so. yeah. Do you have kids? I do. I have a 10 year old and a 12 year old. So I am anxiously oh, awaiting September because they were fully virtual this past year. Oh, yes. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. got four and, um, I ended up homeschooling too. Cause mm -hmm. the schools were just, they were crappy when they were in person, oh. virtual. They just like now, uh, so yeah. they were just better, got better education, homeschooled the two olders. And then my two younger ones, uh, we live on a military base. So they, okay. um, they had school right here on base. And I loved it. I loved that school. So very cool. Yeah. So they they got to finish it off kind of like a hybrid. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very very excited about them actually going back to school yeah. next year. I'm with you. <laughs> very excited. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, you said you were a chemical engineer or me mechanical chemical. Chemical. chemical yep. Wow. So did you work at like um, pharmaceutical companies and stuff? I worked at an aluminum manufacturer. So oh. it was a dirty, nasty manufacturing facility. I wore a uniform every day because it was, you know, our clothes would get ruined if we didn't. So yeah, it was a, uh, it was a dirty job. They actually, I think filmed an episode of dirty jobs at my old job. Oh, that's uh, crazy. Funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> Were you there for it? I was, but they, they were in a different department. So I was not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, did you get, I was thinking like, oh, is she like, can we look her up for her? Like on, on camera? <laughs> that would be interesting. No. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I've never met a chemical engineer before. So that's, that's pretty cool. Splash yeah. author. So that's awesome. Which one do you like better? You like authoring better or much better? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, um, would you like to read to us? Sure. I can okay. All right. So I'm going to pop you up there and then um, keep myself quiet. And we're going to see if Jamie shows up. And if she doesn't, then you all get to hear from me later on in the show. And uh, I'll read a little bit from Lipstick and Lasses if, if Jamie doesn't show up. But until then, Mary, take it away. <laughs> Okay, so this is from my release next month. It's called Future. Um, this is in chapter three, so very early on. Dex listened to Taylor's voice as it went from panicked and wild to calm and happy the longer she spoke. He liked listening to her almost as much as he liked that she called him when she needed something. He kicked himself for not having gone there. She told him she didn't need or want his help, but he should have known if Braden was calling, there was a reason to be concerned. Instead, Dex had left a beautiful woman unguarded and in danger. He pulled into her driveway and told her he was there. Her voice changed back to the panicked one, and he wished he could have kept her talking about her company. Should I unlock the door? She asked. Hang on. I'll knock twice when I get to your door. I'm getting out of my car right now. 
I'm walking up. Okay, this is me, Miss Wright. He knocked twice. The door opened before he pulled his hand back. Her wet locks hung down her back and teased their way over her shoulders. She wore a pair of loose pants that fluttered with her jerky movements. Her tank top was tight and bright and hugged her curves in a way that made his mouth water. But Dex wasn't there for that. She was Braden's sister, not some woman he was going to sleep with. Mr. Hamilton, she breathed, her voice doing things to his body that a woman hadn't done in far too long. Dex used to think of himself as a little bit of a ladies' man, but it had been far too long since he let himself enjoy all the treasures of a woman's body. Miss Wright, are you hurt? He scanned her body, landing on the blood stain on the side of her shirt. You are. Let me see it. She lifted her arm as he backed her inside and closed the door. He locked it, making a mental note that the lock didn't appear to have been tampered with. Dex held her arm up and walked her toward the kitchen. Her home could have been in a magazine or on one of those shows Lily, Ashley, and the other women liked. Everything was white and bright with pops of color throughout the space. Her kitchen had white cabinets and white countertops with mismatched colorful poles. Pendant lights hung over the island and cast bright blues and reds around the room. It reminded him of her office with the blank bright canvas and the brilliant colors that brought the place to life. Do you have a paper towel or something I can use to clean the blood away? Dex asked. She pointed, then reached under one of the upper cabinets. She pulled a roll of paper towels off a hidden holder and handed it to him. Thanks. Dex ran a few sheets under the warm water and got to work cleaning up her arm. The cut does wasn't deep, but it was long. When he finished cleaning it, he asked if she had other cuts. I'm not sure, um, but maybe on my side, and he punched me. She was starting to crash. Dex could hear it in her voice. Why don't you sit and I can look? He held her arm and guided her to the stools on the other side of the island. The dining room chairs were fabric and would stain. Same with the couch. The stools were shiny and could be wiped clean. Taylor didn't fight him as he helped her sit. She leaned against the counter and winced. Ow, yeah, it hurts. I didn't realize. It's fine. Can I lift your shirt? She nodded and turned away. Dex lifted the edge of her shirt and let his gaze flip between her face and her wounded skin. She pulled her lower lip between her teeth as her cheeks darkened. He wondered if it was pain or something else that had her pulling back from him. The gash on her side was similar to the one on her arm. The blood he noticed on her shirt definitely came from this cup, which told him before he got a good look at it that it was likely deeper. He cleaned it carefully, watching her face for signs of pain as he worked quickly. I don't think either will need stitches, but I'm not a doctor. I can take you to the hospital. No, she blurted. No hospitals and no cops. No cops? What do you mean? I can't have anyone else find out about this. If I report it, it becomes public record. That means people will find out. I'm so close to launching my company, and if this gets out, it'll take the focus off birds. I can't have that. No one can know what happened. Miss Wright, no, Mr. Hamilton, no. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have called you and put you in the middle of this. She made a move to stand, but Dex blocked her escape. Miss Wright, please at least let me bandage your cuts. She looked up at him. Their faces were close since she moved to get away. Close enough that Dex could feel the warmth of her breath on his face. They stared at each other, neither of them moving. She swayed toward him, just slightly, then pulled back and settled in her chair again. Okay, she whispered. Dex wasn't sure he would ever breathe normally again. His body pumped with desire, but she was off limits. She was a client and a friend's sister and a favor, not available for him. Dex focused once more on the task at hand. Taylor had a well-stocked first aid kit. He closed the wound on her side with butterfly strips and covered it with a gauze pad.
the one in her arm got the same treatment. Dex tried not to memorize how soft her skin was or how good she smelled as he worked, but it was pointless. He knew the first chance he got, he'd fantasize about all the things he couldn't do with Miss Taylor Wright. Sorry about that. Once her wounds were bandaged, Dex cleaned up and asked if she was feeling better. I think so. I just... She sucked in a breath and stared at her back door. Is that where he came in? She nodded. Do you have a security system? She nodded again. And it was set, but didn't go off. Yep. I'll check everything out. Are you okay in here for a little while? Yeah, I can. She made a move to get off the stool and winced. He reached for her, but she waved him off and walked across the room and settled on her purple couch. Is it okay if I sit here? Of course. I'll check around the house and see if I can find out how he gained access. Do you have a hidden key or anything? No, nothing. Okay, where are your keys? My keys? I will lock the door on my way out and let myself back in so you don't need to get up. You're injured, Miss Wright. I want you to rest. Okay, in my purse. Dex found them and looked at her once more, then walked outside into the darkness. He slipped effortlessly into warrior mode once he was outside. Protecting Taylor was all that mattered. He walked around the entire house, checking windows and doors and looking for anything that seemed off. He didn't know what normal looked like for her, but he didn't see anything that alarmed him, which alarmed him. He let himself back into her home. Taylor hadn't moved him from the couch, but she was staring at the door when he walked in. Her teeth left an imprint on her lower lip. Anything? No, unfortunately. I thought that was good. You sound like that's a bad thing. Why is that not good? Dex moved across the room toward her. It means I don't know how he got into your home, which means he could do it again. She pulled her knees up onto the couch and hugged them. I, he knows me. I don't know who he is, but he knows me. He keeps calling me by my childhood nickname. Keeps calling you? This wasn't the first time he's been in your home? It was, but it wasn't the first time I'd spoken him. He called me last night. He's the one who sent the bird. Dex tried not to let his anger show, but he was pissed. She had a stalker, a dangerous one, and she was only now telling him, after she refused his protection. He felt even more guilty for not being there. It didn't matter that he didn't have all the facts. He was a soldier. He was supposed to have a sixth sense about these kinds of things. Instead, he was fantasizing about the client and worrying about another case. Tell me everything, Miss Wright. Now. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. And I have uh, uh, somebody here that can join us. Join us. <laughs> Dylan, I can't unmute you. Can you unmute yourself? Yes, I just unmuted. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. All right. Thanks for joining us, Dylan. I'm sorry. If you guys can see that, she is at her cabin. It's No, it's not my cabin. No, we're, we're in North Carolina. Oh. My niece I is getting so. married. You said the cabin. Tomorrow. Yeah, we're staying in a, an Airbnb cabin, but I didn't think I'd be here in time. So sorry. I caught most of Mary's reading, though. Hi, Mary. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I just hold on. Like, just don't look at me because I've been in a car for two days. And oh, yeah. So. No, you're good. You're good. I'm just amazed that you made it. And, and, I'm going to feel guilty in August if I don't now, though. No, don't feel bad at all. Um, I'm actually in the Eastern time zone right now. So it, 
it yeah. was fun. Yeah, Dawn is normally joining at nine o'clock and I always get to join at eight. <laughs> where, where are you? But I'm in Buffalo, New York. You're in New York right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to say, I thought that you were later, but I guess we're all East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But come, come April, August, come August, I was telling my husband, I'm like, I can't wait. In August, I get to go to Romance Happy Hour at seven. <laughs> and Dylan has to go at eight. <laughs> Your kids will probably still all be awake and, and nobody will I know. be there yet and all that. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed yes. that a lot, Mary. Thank you. And I saw that we have- didn't have a question. Yep. What is, what is your inspiration for Dex? Um, Dex was somewhat inspired by Shamar Moore, um, in the character, uh, that he plays in, I think, is it SWAT? Is that what it's called? I'm getting the show confused now. It's been so long since I watched it. Um, I think that's what it is. So, but it's definitely Shamar Moore was the inspiration for this character. So, very strong, powerful man that just can walk into a situation and take charge, which is what he had to do. And we all hate so that. So do you do like we? a... <laughs> <laughs> do you do like a character board or um, like do you do I like do a Pinterest? A bit or... These characters, um, the male characters are on the cover. So I have a, you know, picture of what in my mind they look like. Um, but I do, you know, I do um, a character chart for myself. So questions and like an interview with them. So mm-hmm. before I start writing, that just helps me get into their heads a little bit. So you buy your book covers or you get your book covers done before you write the book? Yes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there's two kinds of authors. There's those who do their book covers first and then write the book. And then there's those who are like, like oh, crap, I need a book cover to go with this. Yeah. I've and, done this. <laughs> and I've done it and I've been like, oh, geez, now I don't, ha- you know, I can't find somebody who looks like the image in my head. So that's mm. why I flipped because then I know what the person's going to look like. I know so. it is <laughs> difficult because then you're just like my graphic designer I'm, I'm sure she hates me because I'm like, mm, yeah, he's too ugly. I mean, I feel like so mad. I, I feel like such a bad person when I'm like judging these models because they're hot enough to be on book covers, right? Yeah. But they're not hot enough to be on my book cover. I and I totally feel like an awful that. person for that. <laughs> no, it's just that specific one because it doesn't quite look like the character. Exactly. It is, yeah. You've got yeah. it in your head of what you think they look like and when when it doesn't match up. So, yeah, I think Mary is um, smart to get the cover first. And then, yeah. Yes. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. So I had a couple questions. Um, so you said you write military and small town. So what kind of military do you, work, do you write? My suspense is um, like former SEALs. So okay. they're not active duty military. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> and then small town, where do you, most of your small town books take place? My small town take place in different areas of New York. Um, since that's where I live, that's I have some set in 
the Buffalo area, Buffalo Niagara Falls area, um, the series that I'm working on now is set up in the Thousand Islands, um, which is border islands between the U.S. and Canada up above Lake Ontario. Um, I have a series set in the Finger Lakes region, which is wine country in, in New York State. Mm. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah, a little bit all over small town New York. <laughs> So if you ever go visit that wine country, then then you're going to have to be a guest author while you're visiting and, you know, critiquing their wine. It was really good research. My, I talked my husband into like a four day trip Ooh. all for research purposes. We oh. went on wine tours because it was research. <laughs> I mean, did he argue? Because no. Yeah. See, he doesn't drink. <laughs> so he's It's perfect because I can go drink and he can drive us around. So it's <laughs> so really <laughs> <laughs> that works out here too. See? Yeah. Good plan. Well, Dylan, aren't you getting to, is that a secret? Am I not supposed to say what you get to do? You've said it, right? What do I get to do? Visit the distillery? <laughs> oh, hopefully. So I have my whole family here. Yeah. And my next um, indie series revolves around a whiskey distillery. And so while I'm out here, I, I want to visit. I did talk to people at um, a whiskey distillery in Deadwood last week because I was oh. feeling I, I went from Minnesota. I went to Deadwood last week and then came back to Minnesota. And now I went to the east. So, um, but yeah, I'm hoping. So we have a, a family wedding and then um, we're going to meander. So we probably won't be back home until next weekend. We're going to be meander back. Fun. So how many miles have you clocked so far? Did you check? Did you? Oh, I don't know. Track? I don't know. <laughs> we left yesterday morning and, and we drove to um, Columbus, Indiana and spent the night and then got up this morning and, and drove the rest of the way here. So yeah, it's beautiful. There are mountains. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. Minnesota just has beautiful trees, but it's pretty flat. So driving out here, it's gorgeous. So then when you say I'm going up to my cabin, then so in my mind, whenever you say I'm going up to my cabin, I always picture you going up a mountain to your cabin. Are you just going up geographically to north. your cabin? I, I go up north. the mountain. Up north. <laughs> <So>. Okay. <laughs> Minnesota, when, when you go north like when you go to the cabin you go up north that's what they call it oh so. okay <laughs> so yeah, so. okay see i always imagine you why uh, driving yourself up these windy mountain roads i didn't know there weren't mountains in in minnesota it's no cold. there's some windy roads but there are no mountains in minnesota i mean i think like if you get over to where they did i don't know i'm gonna sound super stupid now but i mean i think there's you know like there are bluffs in minnesota and and um there's um like where they like more central where they you know the iron range and stuff i think you know they have like more yeah. a little more diverse geography but um no where i am it's pretty darn flat not as flat as south dakota yeah yeah after driving all the way across south dakota south mm -hmm. dakota is flat and then there's like every once in a while it's like tree uh, <laughs> so yeah in minnesota we have a lot of a lot of trees but yeah, North Dakota is pretty flat. I mean, we drove through there before, and I think it was one time when we were truck driving is what we call it, where we just take four-hour shifts and just drive straight mm -hmm. there. And uh, I, it was my shift in the middle of the night, and I just remember nothing but just one big, long, straight road on planes, and that's it. Like, bugs, 
hitting my window like crazy. We, I think we ran out of windshield wiper fluid, wow. but yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're accomplished road trippers at my house because we, well, I mean, we haven't gone anywhere in the past year and a half, like everybody. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we have family on the East Coast, West Coast, and South, and nobody around us. So we're used to getting in the car and going for days. <laughs> you fly a lot too. You're always on work trips, flying. You, yes. You oh. Since I've known you, you've literally flown more than I've flown in my entire life. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, no. For sure. For sure. No, so no, Karen, no. Karen, I don't know. It's not just your Wi-Fi because that's just doing it's doing the computer's doing it to me too. So I don't yeah. know what's going on with Facebook. But I, don't um, I tried to watch you guys while we were on our way over and it wouldn't play for me. So I know you were saying yeah. it was today so yeah we'll it played sure. on my phone but not on my computer and it's just being really that really seems awesome we'll make sure we get it all on the replay so if people aren't able to yeah. join life we can see it after so mary how many um gosh i just lost my train of thought how many Serious? Yes, thank you. <laughs> so weird. we can read each other's mind now <laughs> yeah how many series have you written written now um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have to think about that. Um, I want to say seven. I think I, I think I have seven right now. So yeah. And how many books in each series roughly? Um, my shortest mm -hmm. series is three. My longest is 13. So, oh. um, yeah. So some, you know, I think I've, I've got a couple that are seven, one that's five, one that's 10. So, um, yeah. Nice. And which one was your favorite one to write series and then book afterwards? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> question gone. Um, when people ask you that, how dare you ask someone else that question? Cause it's, oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's um, whatever current book I'm writing. Well, and that's sometimes true. Yes. <laughs> I think my suspense series has been one of my favorites because it was different because I wrote contemporary for a long time. And I, I don't want to say I resisted suspense, but I didn't think I'd be able to do it. Um, but I really enjoyed it. So it was, it was a new challenge. It was something different. And I, I really liked that. Um, favorite book. That's really hard. Mm-hmm. She's um, mm -hmm. yeah, that. That. Okay, I, how about this? Who's your favorite hero that you've written? And hero. I think my favorite hero is probably um his name was Slade. He it was in my suspense series. Um, and he is just a, a funny kind of quirky guy that was just sarcastic and um he was just fun to write. He was, you know, and, and that book came very easily for some reason. I was the first one I wrote after the pandemic started. And I think I needed somewhere to direct my frustration with the situation. And it, it came out really easy in that book. So I'm, I don't know, <laughs> but that was, that was a fun one. Well, and do you write any standalones? Or are they all in series? Um, I have one standalone. Um, it was one of the first books that I wrote, but pretty much everything is in series. So, 
When, and when do you know when a series is done? I think that's super interesting that, you know, you have like three and seven and 13. And, and so how do you, how do you know? Well, it's wrap it up? Some of them, it's been when it, it almost feels overwhelming. So the one that has 13, it was a group of friends and um, they would get together every week. And so it became where it was just a lot of characters to keep up with a lot, you know, and it, it ended up kind of making the story not harder to write, but um, I, I felt like I was starting to lose some of like the couple that the story was focused on. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the other series, it's usually just been, it doesn't, it feels like it's done. So the suspense that this is book eight, I have book nine planned and then that one's done. Um, and it's, it's a group of, you know, men that work together and there's no one else, you know, that's just, that's as big as their group has gotten. So it feels like the right time to, to end that one, but I'm going to spin off into something else with suspense. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we have a couple questions here from Karen. She always delivers here. And also <laughs> she wanted invite you to join her um, book club, Booktastic. It's a oh, nice. really fun, yeah, a really fun little uh, book Thank club you. that we're all, they're all members of. All right. So let's get some of her, her, her rapid questions here. Cause it's, it's either <laughs> or favorite dessert. Oh, my favorite dessert. I have to say cheesecake. I got a cheesecake from Junior's last week that was in my my grocery store freezer. And um, yeah, that was that was impossible to pass up. (laughs) So was the frozen one just as good as the fresh one? Because they had that at Costco, actually. I can't remember how long ago it was, but I saw Junior's cheesecake at Costco. I was like, really? I was I was pleasantly surprised um, that I mean, it was. You know, I had it for breakfast one day. I'm not going to lie. So no shame <laughs> you know, on that. if it's good enough to have for breakfast, it's good enough, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dylan, what about you? What's your favorite dessert? Oh, I love cheesecake also. Um, I mean, my absolute favorite of all time is red velvet cake from the Red Oven Bakery in Arlington, Texas, because that's where oh. I grew up. And so, but there's a lot of red velvet cake that is not the best red velvet cake. And so I, I'm very picky about my red velvet. My husband makes it though. He got a recipe from his mom with the cream cheese frosting and everything. And so when he makes it, it's, it's pretty not, close. Not quite as good as the red oven, but it's really good. <laughs> I keep it quiet because he's like right outside the door. Like, <laughs> I, I have three. Yeah. I have three favorite desserts, um, but my philosophy is if, if they're my favorite so much that like, anyways, my favorite favorites, I don't eat them because it's too dangerous. So ice cream, brownies and, and donuts, like I can't eat them or I can't stop. So, but those are my favorite. (laughs) Maybe your favorite if you never get to have them, right? Because <sighs> they just are. Like when I do, I savor them, and then I have to like distance myself. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I, I can understand that. Okay, Don, we had the best donuts, though. Have you ever stopped at Wall Drug? No. Okay, I was supposed to. Can I tell a story? I, I don't care. I just was saying you know, donuts at Wall Drug. Okay. Good donuts. Okay. Really, I will, really good donuts. If we stop there again... I will get some. However, we did stop there. We just didn't make it in the buildings because we had our uh, um, fifth wheel uh, with us. Fifth wheel, yeah. Our big giant trailer. And um, we went into that parking lot. And I don't know if you saw the trailer parking lot when you went there, Dylan, but it's it was cramped. Especially. I did not see that. <laughs> yeah. In, in, uh, in tourist, tourist um, time, you know, and peak tourist season. We, we went in there. My husband's already been driving for like six hours. So he's kind of cranky anyways, but, um, we pull in and the, my husband just nicks the side of a fence and it gets lodged between the bumper and the RV. And we're like, how are we going to get, and, and we can't go forward or backwards because they literally just like, like line you up like cattle. Like we're just lined up like cattle we can't move until the person in front of us gets done shopping and touristing and then they move and then we can move well this guy's trying to direct us to like come and turn this way my husband's getting so angry because we've been there for an hour trying to figure out how to get out of this situation without damaging our rv and finally he just gets so pissed off that he literally just bear hugs the um the post and rips it from the ground and i'm just like that's the sexiest my husband has ever been in his entire life i'm just watching him beast mode this fence out of the ground to free the rv so we got it freed then he just politely fixed the fence <laughs> we went on our way that's our wall drug story we didn't make it inside the store so Maybe don't stop there this time because yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll have no. <laughs> you were say the other side. Pick out the like ride on jackalope on the corner or something. No, no, no. He's a good driver. It's that I, I mean that that fence post. I don't know how it just missed everything, but just like got lodged right there. I'm like we didn't want it. It was a, we just bought it and didn't want it to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get, we got more questions. So yeah. next soft or crunchy tacos. Soft. 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 I like both. I like the <laughs> double deckers. Oh, I do like a double decker taco, but yeah, yeah. I'm normally more prone to soft. Yeah. But yeah. it really doesn't matter because tacos are just tacos. I'll, I'll eat any kind of taco. True. True. Yeah. Sometimes I'm in the mood for crunchy, but most of the time it's I like that double decker because you get that crunch and you also don't make a mess. Yeah. So. True. All right. So do you and I waste all those extra calories on two shells when I could have two tacos instead. Good point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I never thought of that. I'll just go around right, a little bit more. Do you have a word count in mind when you write? I do. Um, I have gotten to where 75,000 is about where I end up. So I've just stopped fighting it. And that's 
pretty much where I ended up. <laughs> cool. You just got like this natural rhythm then. In your yeah. Brain. It took me 60 books, I guess, but I got there. <laughs> <laughs> so in 60 books, you start to figure things out. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> we, we got a ways to go, Don. <laughs> yeah, I do. I got about 40 more to write. All right. Do you try yeah, to write um, yeah, I was going to say, backpacking on um, Karen's question, do you have a, a goal, like, do you try to write a certain number of words per day, or do you do hours, or do you just kind of, do you not write every day? So just kind of depend on what's I going on. write, um, I try to write a chapter every morning, um, and so for me, a chapter is about 3,000 words, so okay. if I can get a chapter done, I'm, I'm on track. <laughs> So I'm going to piggyback after her, off of her piggyback. How long does it take you to write that chapter? You say every morning. So it makes me think you're done by lunch. I, I'm done by breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, my husband gets up at 4.30 every morning. And um, so I'm up at 5. And I am down here at my desk at 5.30. And I am usually done between seven and seven thirty. So wow. I I write very fast, but then I'm done. So yeah. yeah. See, I get up at four thirty too, but then I have about coffee for about thirty minutes before mm -hmm. my brain is functioning enough. Um, yeah. And then recently, my husband comes down and and interrupts me and wants to talk, so I can't write then. Um, but I'm usually lucky, even when he's not here, I'm usually lucky if I get one, maybe two by the time I have to get up and get the kids done. So I'm about a thousand to 2000 words behind you per morning. So mm -hmm. I've got to, I've got to step it up for real. <laughs> it's not a contest on. Nope. <laughs> it's not a contest. Well, you just said I, I need to write 40 more books. So. <laughs> Once you get those 40 books written, then. <laughs> Then you'll be here. Then you'll be writing 3,000 words an hour. I, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then you can have a donut. And then I can have a donut at Wall Drug. <laughs> Sands the RV. Okay. So what book is on your bedside table? Oh, um, well, I read on my phone. So right now I'm reading We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. Mm. Um, it just came out a few weeks ago. Very, very good book. Highly recommend it. Is it fiction? Nonfiction. Okay. I was yeah. going to say either way, I like that title, but if it's nonfiction, then, um, so it's kind of like the manifesting and it is, it's, you know, it's, it's mindset and it's empowering and it's, it's a lot of like, there was a lot in like history and facts and stuff like that, that just really make you sit back and think, holy cow, you know, things are not the way they should be, which we know, but you know, it's just even more information that I wasn't aware of. So interesting. Very, very good book. Yes. What are you All reading right, right now? I just got done editing. So I haven't been reading anything because I've been <laughs> editing the crap out of everything. Um, trying to think what is on my I don't even know. I don't even have one up yet. Up next. I just I did a beta read today for Serena Dell's next book in her oh, Wild yeah. Adventure series. And oh my gosh, it's so good. I haven't even given her my notes yet because there aren't, there aren't that many, but I read it on the car trip and it's, nice. yeah, it's good. 
<laughs> Yay. I can't wait to read that. I'm going to have to ask if I can beta. Very, very Yay. good. That's awesome. All right. Well, I guess I'll read um, from my book, unless you just want to chat. And then I didn't read from Lipstick and Lassos, did I? Yeah. You read from the, the first one. Yeah. In that okay. Um, Cause yeah, you were, we were supposed to have another guest tonight and did yep. she maybe just get lost on her way to the party? I don't know. Cause I haven't heard from her. <laughs> I, I messaged and I emailed. So I think sometimes people get mixed up with the time zone thing. Yeah. So. I'm thinking cause I messaged her and I emailed and I didn't hear anything. So I don't know. Hopefully she doesn't show up at like nine o'clock East Western <laughs> time. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. From your new release. All right. So um, I'll pop me up there. Let's see. How do I do this again with me? Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right. So lipstick and lassos. Um, I'm just going to read from the very first one. Um, this is my new release just came out and it's book three in, in the series. I was debating about whether I should do Cowboys and Christmas trees. Cause that one's really cute. Cause Cowboys and Christmas trees is accidental parents and big J who I don't know if you guys uh, remember meeting him in the first one or second one or third one. Well, but he's a lot of fun. So but this one is, and he's going to be in book four, Cowboys and Christmas Trees. Uh, book three, Lipstick and Lasso. We're, we're meeting Caleb Walker um, and Marnie. So I loved writing Marnie. She was a lot of fun because she's super, super tough chick, uh, cowgirl. Um, and this is their meet cute. So Caleb Walker's chest tightened. And he struggled for breath as he ran, ducking behind a something fried on a stick food cart. He took a second to breathe. How was he going to get away from them? Maybe coming home was a mistake. At least when the one who was the football star, popular, but not in a good way. The someone should have kicked his ass a long time ago because he stole their girlfriend way. That was why he was paying for it now. He peeked out from his hiding spot only to cringe when the marriage-hungry leftovers from his high school days searched the county fair for him. He waited a few more minutes and then peeked again. I think you lost him, a woman said, close enough he should have noticed her by now. He popped his head back behind the truck and faced the voice. A brown-haired woman sat, half a corn dog into her meal with a knowing grin on her face. Her brown eyes dancing as she took another bite, not even a little concerned about impressing him. Didn't she know who he was? Did you see where Melody and her posse went? She nodded, but didn't bother to point out where. Instead, she took a long drag of her soda. When she finished, she tilted her head slightly, her long braid dropping from her shoulder at the motion. Damn, she looked familiar. But he would have remembered a woman like her if he'd met her. You're not going to tell me, are you? She shook her head. Nope, I'm having a lot of fun watching the show. Dipping into some of his old suaveness, he eased into a metal chair on the other side of her table and settled back like he'd been there with her all along. Okay, maybe he half hoped it would also deter Melody if she spotted him. 
What are you doing? She questioned, a little crease forming in between her eyebrows, giving her a ridiculously cute, confused look about her. Well, I figure if they find me, I'll just pretend I'm here with you. She popped a chip into her mouth. It won't work. Why not? I'm not exactly the woman around town that men date. I'm more of a one of the guys kind of girl. He leaned forward on his elbow, more than a little curious as to the answer to his next question. Why not? Again, she answered with a shrug, finished her corn dog, and then sipped on her straw. Damn, she was cute. And he was more than a little jealous of the food touching her lips. He raised his chin, curious about her actual answer. I don't accept that answer. Why don't you date? Have you seen the choice of men around here? I'm either related to them, have pretended to be their girlfriend enough to know that I couldn't stand living with them, or they're just not my type. But I know every single man in town, and I'm not interested. So what's your type? She quirked her little lips into a thinking pout. Pig, dumb, ugly, and cowboy, of course. Ah, he leveled his gaze at her. So you're not going to actually tell me. Nope. Why not? You fall into the not my type category. He sat back and stretched his arm along the back of the chair next to him. How do you know that? You don't even know me. She raised a single eyebrow. You're Caleb Walker. You spent the summer of your junior year bashing mailboxes and chasing down whatever girl in town you hadn't dated, just as long as they were cute and popular. Who are you? God, she looked familiar, and she apparently knew him. It doesn't surprise me that you don't know. I wasn't in the it crowd, but you do have a name. Marnie Chisholm, she finished the last of her chips and then her soda. Right, that's why she looked familiar. You're Chase's little sister. You had braces all through high school. Yep, and that's what I'm known for around here, being Chase's awkward little sister. She relaxed back into her chair. So what did you come back for, Caleb? Well, I mean, people like you usually run from Podunk Phil as soon as they can, and they don't look back. I've taken a job here. He searched the people around them for the pack of women he'd been running. Although now I think it was a mistake. She stood up and tossed her receptacle, but didn't walk away. Instead, she stood next to the table. He got the feeling she was away from walking away from him, and he didn't want that to happen. He was enjoying this conversation with her, which, come to think of it, he hadn't, he ever, had ever actually enjoyed a conversation so much with him. He wasn't, I had to change that a little. Well, it is some pickings here as far as bachelors are concerned, she chuckled. You're going to have to figure out how to deal with the single women of town hunting you down. What about you? He stood hoping the height he had on her would steal her breath ever so slightly. Are you going to hunt me down or are you dating someone? At that, she laughed and not the cute little giggle of a woman being coy. She gave a genuine, not a chance in hell buddy laugh. Boy, you're still pretty sure of yourself, aren't you? I guess men don't really change. She shifted her stance. I don't chase men. I'm too busy working to care about finding a husband. Where are you working? For my dad at our place and Jax's dad on the Lone Tree Ranch. He nodded, taking a mental note to find her next time that he went out on both the ran those ranches on a job. Marnie was different from the other w women who were literally chasing him down. For one, she could not care less about him, and he found that sexy as hell. 
He glanced at her. She glanced at her phone. Look, I got to go. I'm barrel racing tomorrow and need to get some sleep. The loud screech of the women he'd been running from filled the air, causing Marnie to look in the sound's direction. The little mink smiled as though she enjoyed her, his misery. And it looks like you've got company. That's my cue to run. Caleb stood. You can't leave me like this. I'm sure you'll figure it out just fine. Before he could respond, she was right there in front of him, her body so close, all he had to do was reach around her waist and tuck her against his body. As her scent wrapped him in the warmth of vanilla, patchouli, and leather, Marnie reached up on her toes and kissed his cheek. The sensation of her lips rocked him all the way to his toes, but just as soon as she'd been there, she walked away, leaving him staring after her like a fool. The kiss was a complete 180 from the conversation they'd just had and completely unexpected. Why had she kissed him? Marnie headed toward the exit, stopping briefly to chat with Melody. Once finished with whatever it was she was telling them, Marnie walked away, leaving the women glaring. They turned around and left. He sighed in relief as he watched the love-hungry women disappear around the tilt-a-whirl. Except now all he could think about was Marnie's kiss. As innocent as it had been, he suspected she'd done it to help rescue him from Melody, but it shocked him to his core. How had he never really noticed Marnie Chisholm before today? And I'm done. There we go. Awesome. And That's right it. on time, the minute 50. <laughs> Very yeah. cute. Yes. Yeah. How many more of those books do you have planned on? Because this is the third, right? And then you have the yeah. story for the... Cowboys and Christmas trees or yep. Cowboys and Christmas trees and then rodeos and redemptions. And that's the last one. The rodeos redemption is Stacy's book. Okay. It's her redemption story. And that's the very last one. So very cool. And they're all, um, so that is Cowboys and Christmas trees a little shorter. Is that one a story? Whereas the other ones are, they're all, they're all um, novellas. Okay. Pretty much. They're all the same length. I tried to write, this series in the same length. Got it. Um, so um, that one ended up being, I mean, that series ended up being that length um, because High Heels and Christmas Trees actually started out as a short story and then just kind of got expanded a little bit. And that's how it ended up for high, or high Heels and Cowboy Boots. And so I just like to keep them at the same length for my series, but... Mm -hmm. I didn't know if the Christmas one was shorter because it was um, no. in an anthology. Oh, for the, no, they they were okay with my my length for the anthology, so I'm just keeping it. <laughs> got it. Yeah, and I just got the cover back for, for that one. Christmas trees. Yes, I'm super <laughs> super excited about my cover reveal. Christy probably hates me though. She's just like. <laughs> I was literally like, can we take her arm off? <laughs> <laughs> Covers are so tricky, though, because like we were talking about, when you have a certain thing in your head, you know, and you just yeah. bring it to life. I think it's it's really difficult. But I, your covers for this series have been super cute. I've really liked them. And I think, it, you know, probably because they oftentimes have a lot of pink. Yeah. I don't know. I never used to like pink when I, I never, I hated pink. And now... I don't know. Now I like pink. I guess I grew up enough. I, I can do like that. You grew up enough. <laughs> no, I just 
I had two girls and I was said I would never dress them in pink. They would wear blue yeah. and purple and green and red. And, and then both of them, all they ever wanted to wear was pink. And yeah. I just, I just finally embraced it. So, <laughs> and now I'm either one of them like pink and now I still wear pink. And so yeah. it just, although I'm wearing my blue shirt today, I'm wearing my, um, I only read on days that end in Y shirt. <laughs> Well, so that's yeah, that's cute. I like that. <laughs> that's cute. So, but there is a pink shirt for the um, Save a Horse, Read a Cowboy. That's the T-shirt that's up now. Yeah, that's and that cute. Was a pink shirt. So I yeah, can't I like that one. I was like, oh, that's such a cute spin to that saying. Yeah. Read a cowboy, really sense, but it's fun, and so you know, because you're really not saving a horse by reading a cowboy. Um, it's okay. It makes no sense, but it's fun. <laughs> I mean, I mean, technically, you could read a cowboy while riding a horse. So you could, yeah. If you're you on the long trail, you know, trail day, you totally could. Yeah. So do we? I think we had a couple other questions. Oh, we just had Karen commenting a lot about yeah um, about food, cheesecake, cheesecake. <laughs> Karen is our resident um, food foodie. Um, weird foodie sometimes she yeah. likes to find she likes to find the unique foods and then say can you get your kids to try these or will you <laughs> try these I have a question about research because Mary if you're writing um, ex-military men how do you do your research for that do you online do you inside inside no. Okay. No, I have I have a few friends that are former military, but um, most of it's just been online, and that's part of why I did former military because I knew there were a lot of, you know, you know, if they're in the military, all the guidelines to follow, and I thought, uh, I know I'm going to screw something up. So yeah. without having that background myself, I didn't want to take that chance. So. Yeah. Well, if it's any consolation, you can even screw it up having been in the military, just <laughs> been out of the military for like even a couple years and all the regulations change so fast. So much. <laughs> That's so. why I like these fictional towns too, because yeah. it's if you say yes, and then they stopped, you know, to get coffee on the corner of, you know, Elm and Maine. And then somebody's like, there's no coffee shop in downtown Omaha and Elm, you know, <laughs> I mean, I just, I like to use fictional setups that way too, so mm -hmm. that you don't get yourself or get myself in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Unless something like you know, New York City, you can't really fake New York City. You have to, yeah. have to go for the real stuff there. But yeah. that's why we get to do research trips. Exactly. Um, <laughs> research, what is the strangest thing that you've had to research for one of your books? Oh, let's see. Hmm. It's got to be something with suspense. Um, there are so many weird things that I just am waiting for a knock on the door sometimes. <laughs> you know, I think we all are. Like blood spatter patterns or like yeah. weapons to use. Or I was looking up um, like different chemicals you can use to make a bomb. And I was like, there's a factory not far from me that makes one of the, and I was like, they're going to come and like, ask me what I'm doing. <laughs> like, 
think that was one that I was most nervous about. That's for sure. Well, especially with you being a chemical engineer, they're like, oh, look at her background. She's definitely making right. bombs. Yeah, right. Well, I asked that question in an author group not that long ago, and it was really interesting um, what kind of responses we got because there's some people out there, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to have to come after all of us because there's a lot of people out there looking up some really, really crazy things. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can imagine. <laughs> my, my last crazy one was how to destroy an ocean. I mean, I was looking up uh, how to make bleach, like the bleach fields and stuff and coral reefs. Wow. So, yeah, that was the Why one. Do you that want to destroy an ocean, Dawn? It's not me. It's my evil villain that's destroying the ocean. Is that in a paranormal book? Yes. And I just got done okay. editing it today. And I'm saying it to my editor tomorrow. Thank goodness. And, uh, <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Right? But yeah. What about you, Dylan? Um... I mean, I've had some weird ones. One, I, I don't really want to talk about like some of the weirdest ones I've had because that's not PG thirteen. Um, oh, okay. But I, I you're going to incriminate yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> I did talk to um, a good friend of mine for like a couple hours one day about calving because I, I was oh. writing a calving scene into a book and I got a lot more information than I ever, ever, ever needed about yeah. calving. Yeah, uh -huh. so. I bet. I've, I've lambed. I mean, I've, I've been there as a 10 year old. Videos about, cause I was having a, a breach birth with twins for my, my mama cow. And so there are a lot of videos about that. And yeah. Interesting. It was interesting and it's very messy and stinky and dirty and, I can imagine. Yep. So that was, mm -hmm. that was interesting. But yeah. Karen likes to research avocados. That's <laughs> yeah. That was a joke. We talked about um, when Karen was writing her book. We talked about avocado nubs, and I think it was Christina Hovland that was talking about you can test if they're ripe because you just like lift up the little nubbin a little bit and you can see if it's ripe. So then I just envisioned that there were all of these avocados at Kroger that are now missing their nubbins because someone is going through and popping their nubbins to see if they're ripe. And if they're not, they're leaving them there. So we had an interesting conversation about avocados. Yeah. But um, I don't know if anybody who is watching this is in Asheville or has been to Asheville, but on our way here, I was looking up, um, there's a big literary scene here, I guess, and they have a used bookstore with a champagne bar. So I'm thinking that I need to stop by there sometime while we're here in town. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's some smart. I mean, my family, I think wants to, you know, do some hiking. Um, Maybe get some barbecue, but I'm kind of thinking that the used bookstore with the champagne bar is kind of working its way to the top of my list. So sounds like a good plan. Yeah, yes. right? yeah. I mean that that's a gen ingenious marketing strategy. <laughs> I mean, ladies' night out—they always want to drink, right? And most ladies—I mean, at least most ladies I know—love to read. So I mean, mm -hmm. my group, we would be like, hell yeah. 
a booze and a books. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, look at romance happy hour, booze and books. Exactly, like kind of right up our alley. So yeah, yeah find me while everybody else is out <laughs> getting nature. I'll <laughs> I'll belly up to the champagne bar and see how many books I can read. All right. Well, let us know how many you get in. I will. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I've got you know three kids with me, so I'm not sure. Oh make it there but and if I do make it there it'll probably just be like a breeze through you know it's the funnest books it's the funnest when you're either reading or writing a love scene and your kids are around you and you're just mm -hmm. like this is super awkward but I really want to read it I yeah. used to write when I would take my car for an oil change mm -hmm. I would sit there and I would and it was always when I was writing a scene like that and I'm like all these people walking around me I can only imagine if they like got the wrong yeah. thing over my shoulder <laughs> Well, that's where Amy Dawes writes all of her books. Yeah. I don't know if you've read that story. But she, <laughs> yeah. she writes all of her books at the tire shop because they have free coffee. and They do. Mm -hmm. One place where it's not good to write, and it's been a long time since I've been on an airplane, but I remember trying to, like, thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I'll be on a flight. I'll, I'll get some writing done. And then the people next to me were so close, and I would never, ever, ever, ever try to write or even, I don't know. Like even watch a movie, like a a movie yeah. that's gonna have a bad scene. I mean, I'm just too, you know, like just or a book. I'm like, I don't even yeah. feel guilty if I'm like reading a book with a sassy scene on my Kindle and there's somebody right next to me like that. So they're probably like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> I've never liked romance. Is this romance? Right. Maybe I yeah, should. Don, Don would be like it. on the microphone performing for everybody back in coach. Yeah. Yeah. With my, with my, you know, extroverted personality, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan brings out the extrovert in everybody. I try. He does. It's an addictive thing that she has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we are over the hour. Surprise. Oh, I know. It goes <laughs> it faster than you think. It always does. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you Thank so you much for coming. And yeah, I'm glad I made it, even though, I mean, seriously, yeah. don't, don't look at me. I, I have, I feel like I have, I don't know, like road. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. No. Well. <laughs> Oh, you want to hear a secret? Make might make you feel better. I worked I out today, and I took a shower, but I didn't wash my hair. Was did she just freeze for you? So uh -huh. my workout, oh, so I kind of <laughs> you you froze, dog. Did I freeze? Did I freeze? <laughs> okay, you probably didn't want to hear it, anyways. That's fine. So, I was just gonna say I have. Sweat hair. I have sweat hair for my workouts. And it froze again. All right. That's a cue that it's time to go. Yeah. All right. That's a cue that it's time to say goodnight. Giveaway is open through Sunday night. So if you're watching yep. the replay, make sure Sunday. you get over to the Roommates Happy Hour Facebook page and enter that. And yep. what else? Um, there are 
or either one of you, do you have books in the 450 free books out today? I do. So, yeah, I, I know. Have. I didn't even know about it. Yep. So, Mary, which, which book do you have or books? I have the first one in my uh, suspense series and the first one in one of my contemporary series. Okay. I have two. So, yeah, look for that. It's at, um, what is it at? Romancebookworms.com. Um, and I've got Lemon Tarts and Stolen Hearts is free wide. And then I have um, All I Want to Do is You is free on Amazon. And mine are set up nice. to be free for the weekend. I don't know if yours are free. Yeah. Longer than just today, but there are like 450 free books um, mm -hmm. on romancebookworms.com today. It's a thing that Zoe York puts together quarterly. And today is the day. Yeah. Well, I already and, and, uh, Downloaded quite a few. So, so. Ones. <laughs> yep. Nice. Have enough stuff to, to keep you busy all summer long. Absolutely. Yeah, for real. <laughs> all right. We will say good night. All right. Bye. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Romance Happy Hour. To find out who's coming on next or catch up on the video episodes, visit our website at romancehappyhour.com. Don't forget, you can always join us live on the second and fourth Thursday of each month on the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page. To connect with Dawn or me, check the show notes for our contact info. We'll see you next time. Cheers! Cheers.